You can listen to The Professional Left wherever you get your podcasts, on Netroots Radio, or at our website, proleftpod.com, where you can also contribute to this podcast. There is a PayPal button at our website, or you can mail us a letter and or contribution, if you want to, at P.O. Box 9133, Springfield, Illinois, 62791. This is the podcast for the week of July 21st, 2023. It's not safe for work. Recorded live from the Cornfield Resistance, where the only target letters we ever get are offers for 15% off toilet paper and back-to-school supplies. It's the professional left with Drift Glass and Blue Gal. Hi, everybody. Yeah, I would get Target letters every week, and they're very, very I like them. They're very inviting. <laughs> There's lots of savings. We have young savings people in the house. Savings on summer, summer patio furniture and Yeah. The young like people that. who occasionally live in this house are delighted to, to get them. They go rushing off to go to Target and get some stuff. Yeah. So And get their tar- they get their Target letter. Yeah, but that's not the Target letter. I don't. Apparently, a- apparently Donald Trump received his Target letter on Sunday night, and he said, Never before in the history have they ever sent a letter on Sunday night. Right. He says mm-hmm. to Hannity. It isn't, it is, is, not, is the, is the Sabbath not sacred? <laughs> says the adulterous. <laughs> yeah. The adulterous felonous <sighs> corrupt asshole. Yeah. I'm so oh, yeah. tired of him. I'm just so tired of him. Me too. We all are. And uh, that doesn't matter because he's no. going to be with us for. He's probably going to be the Republican nominee for president of the United States. Well, and this brings up a whole story, a whole podcast, if you will. Really? Because, well, to me, what happened today, and we are recording this on Thursday, July uh-huh. 20th. Yes. Um, today is the day when Jack Smith's D.C. grand jury is allegedly and purportedly meeting. Right. Uh, to charge Donald Trump in relation to the 2020 election and his activities regarding overturning the 2020 election. And look, there are many, many legal analysts that you can go to who are not, who are, you know, actual lawyers or actual prosecutors Mm -hmm. to explain to you the ins and outs of Jack Smith's decisions on what to charge Donald Trump with. We we were just both married to lawyers. That doesn't really count. (laughs) That's true. That's true. ACLU president. I was married to state Mm -hmm. ACLU president in Alabama. Yeah. Uh, But not anymore. (laughs) And so uh, we're not legal analysts. And and really, the the Jack Smith D.C. grand jury indictments are not out. So we really don't know. all we know about the the target letter is what Donald Trump has told us and what has been leaked from, you know, Donald Trump's other names, the other right. names he uses to leak things. John um, Barron. Yep. John Barron. Uh, but what happened today to me was sort of a um, glowing reminder of, and you have used this word many times this week, the trench warfare yes. that we are in. And... So here is Jack Smith's D.C. grand jury is allegedly, and we assume, meeting today. That is happening at some point. While that is going on, Fox News content creator Elise Stefanik, who also purportedly, and I hate to keep using that word, but she purportedly represents voters Yes. in New York State. Yes, somewhere in New York, this is who they elected. They elected to represent them in the Congress. And remember, she was... 
This is no fair remembering step territory, I realize. <laughs> but she was number two behind uh, someone named Liz Cheney, I think. Yeah. In the Republican yeah. leadership structure uh-huh. uh, before the bad thing happened. And then Elise Stefanik decided, I want to live in Donald Trump's colon for the rest of my life. Right. And that's where she and is because crawled I, in. I, I believe in my heart of hearts that that is the pathway to power within yep. the Republican Party. That's all. So I'm not going about. to be a moderate Republican anymore. I'm going no. to be a mega Republican. Right. Super mega. Super duper. Super mega. mega. Yep. So she used her house, com- the House committee on which she sat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was a joint committee that met today um, to ask Robert Kennedy Jr., RFK Jr., mm-hmm. who was testifying. He had Dennis Kucinich sitting behind him. It was a this was just a campaign appearance as far as I was concerned. Right. But uh, Elise Stefanik asked Robert Kennedy about Hunter Biden's laptop. Uh huh. And Robert F. Kennedy Jr. said, "I don't know much about it. <laughs> I understand that the the story has been censored somewhat." Yeah. He says on television uh-huh. while a congresswoman asks him about it. <laughs> yes, it, it, because by censored, I mean it's not playing. 24 7 on fire. Yeah, I guess not. There are periods during which they're selling you dick pills and horrible pillows and things mm-hmm. like that. So, mm-hmm. other than, yeah, it's been terribly, terribly censored. He has no voice. And, and then Elise Stefanik made the claim that if if voters knew about Hunter Biden's laptop, 61% of Democrats would change their vote. Right, right. I'm very surprised that she went with 61 instead of 57. Yeah. 57, exactly. Because 57 is an easier number to remember. It is. All you Manchurian <laughs> candidate uh, All you Manchurian fans candidate fans should know that um, 57 is right up there with 42 as an important number in American cinema. I believe PolitiFact took about 40 seconds to say, <laughs> 42 uh, no. seconds, 42. No. Yeah, 42 seconds. Say, <laughs> no, that never happened. That, no, that that is just straight up bullshit. It wasn't even like partially true. It was like, no, straight yeah. bullshit. But- yep. And I and this is the sad part. Uh, it won't matter. It doesn't matter. Nope. It nope. doesn't matter at all. She just says lying liar stuff, and they all say lying liar stuff, and their base goes, arr, 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 and they vote for them, and they vote for them again and again and again. Uh, their base are unsalvageable garbage people who soak this stuff up, and that's why she does it because she knows it works. And she and somewhere out there tonight over dinner, crazy Uncle Liberty is going to say, "Well, you know, sixty-one percent of Democrats, if they had just known." About Hunter Biden's laptop. But all the censorship coming from the White House. Right. The deep state censorship. And, you know, and that's when you disown that relative. You never speak to them again. You don't invite them to Thanksgiving. You just say, you know what? We're related and I'll come to your funeral. I'll be sad. and I'll come to your funeral. That's the connection we have as a family. It'll be sad. And we're we're hoping our children will remember that time you got them a nice toy for Christmas. Rather than the time you turned into a lunatic racist traitor. Trying and tried to take to away their health America. insurance. Right. Right. <laughs> Grandpa. So. Grandpa. But yeah, I, you know what? I would not vote for Hunter Biden's laptop either. Um, no. I did no. not realize Hunter Biden's laptop was on the ballot. But uh, <laughs> President Hunter Biden um, it, it lost my vote, honestly. You know, especially those dick pics of his that that lady was flashing around. Um, I just thought, well, that's a, that could have been better lit. And needed a much more sort of compelling story behind it to make it pornography that was acceptable in my household. <laughs> so, um, way to go, Elise Stefanik. Um, but you can't be clown yourself. And this is what my wife and I mean by trench warfare. 
Yeah. Nothing's going to change. Yeah. Nothing's the alignment among the three groups of people who are out there right now. The people who listen to Elise Stefanik and go, and the people who know she's lying. And a lot of them are on Twitter, spending a lot of their time wagging their finger going, Elise Stefanik, you're lying. Like that'll change anything. Yeah. And then all the the mopes out there who just, I just wish both sides would stop fighting. I just wish everyone would be quiet. Both sides are so angry. Why must everyone be so angry all the time? And the great wad of American people who have no idea any of this is going on. Yeah. None of those sides are going to change much. Um, they're all kind of dug in because they have to be. The, the people who are um, Elise Stefanik stands, Trump fans, um, can't change. Yeah. They can't back off of this. They have gone into the bunker with the freer and they ain't coming back out. And th- those of us who have saw this coming for 30 years are not going to change our mind. And the people who are worship at the altar of both sides do it can't change their mind either. So this is I what want to push got. back on one thing you said. Was it which that, is that, about the people who don't know any of this is happening. Right. Um who avoid knowing. I or if you, who actively avoid knowing. Right. Okay. Right. Well there, there's a difference between people who actively avoid politics uh-huh. because they're terrified of being wrong mm-hmm. or hurting someone's feelings or yeah. you know getting fired. I mean there there are all kinds of reasons to avoid politics. And if I was working in an office in Springfield, Illinois, I would avoid politics. And that's Um, why I'm not working in an office in Springfield, Illinois. That's why Drift Glass is not working in an office. I'm currently unemployable in the city where I live because (laughs) it's a Republican town and I'm not. So, you know, that's the way that goes. (sighs) Well, I might be looking for work later on this month. So we're going to see how that goes. But um, the point is that there are people who have jobs and kids and families and things to do mm-hmm. and simply don't have time to keep up with politics to the granular extent that we do. And we had some feedback last week from a listener who said that they would like us to do a show mm-hmm. in which we go through some of the, and I don't want to say shortcuts, that's not exactly right, but you and I sort of speak to one another often as two people who are bathing in this all day, every day. Because sure. we are. Sure. And so um, talking about Jennifer Rubin the way we did last week. Right. Certain of our listeners had to go and say, wait a minute, who is that? Sure. And so I think sometimes we do shortcuts in our conversation that and and everyone who's listening to us has access to an, the Internet to right. go and search for who we're talking about. I'm not I'm not trying to baby anyone. Right. But you I think you and I speak at a pace sometimes that yeah. is assuming a tremendous amount of, you know, in over your head every day absorbed in this. And sure. that that came to my attention this week when Middle Child asked me about the documents. Right. And said they weren't really in his bathroom, were they? Because that's, no. I mean, that sounds like something Drift Glass would make up as a joke. Right. And then... <laughs> And then you go so to the I computer. Out the pictures, and I said, yeah. "This is not a Photoshop. This is a shower at Mar-a-Lago. That and is a chandelier in the bathroom. That is the toilet. Uh-huh. And those and are you all can the see documents. there are boxes in behind the shower curtain as well as in front of the shower curtain. And and she was appalled. Yeah. Now, <laughs> but 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 having heard about it to the extent that a college student going to be a junior. Lots of friends, lots of activity, you know, he is aware of the news, right? But 
said, no, that really can't be true that there were classified documents in a bathroom. Come on. That in, a, does, in a potty. Yeah. That's in a potty. Right. That's not. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Well, well, and then uh, I, one more thing. Uh-huh. Um, the, the topic of Hunter Biden came up on Twitter and, and I try not to jump into these, you know, into the cesspool. But in defending all of this and saying, look, he, t- he paid his taxes and he went to the FBI. He cooperated with the investigation. And I remember an interview or a news story or something where it was made clear that Hunter Biden had actually confirmed the existence of certain emails on the hard drives. Right. And that had had cooperated with investigators to say, yes, these are my emails. And no, I don't remember that being an email that I ever sent. But yes, I did send this one and this one. Right. Just to cooperate. And I remember that, and I'm, I have a pretty good memory for these things. And someone, some right-wing, blue check, whatever, challenged me, and then and I ignored it. But then one of my followers, who I know to be a good liberal, said, you know, I don't remember that. I don't remember that interview. Mm-hmm. And I went to try to, to search for it, because I'll oh, just Google it and, and find it, because I do distinctly remember some news person or some lawyer or someone saying, oh, yeah, Hunter Biden went in and, and with the FBI confirmed that some of these emails were his. Right. If Have you tried to Google Hunter Biden lately? Well, it's it's you get a million hits. I mean, you get a million hits, most of them from the New York Post. Right. With dick yeah. pics on them. I right. mean, this is flooding the zone. Right. With dick pics. Yeah. Yeah. Flooding the zone with dick pics and innuendo and Hunter Biden's a criminal and... Mm-hmm. Joe Biden covered up for him and Joe Biden's FBI is covering up for him and Joe Biden's IRS is covering up. No, actually, all of this investigation took place under Trump's IRS, most of it. Uh But but again, so I I simply said that the Google zone is flooded and that's part of the technique to make sure that anyone actually trying to look for. Gee, I'm not fully aware of what that whole Hunter Biden thing is about. What is it about? I'll just go and search for it. I'll, it's not like I'll just go search for classified documents, bathroom Mar-a-Lago, and actually find photographs of what happened. No, I'm going to find Hunter Biden dick pics and a whole bunch of bullshit. Right. That's right. That's the internet. Welcome to the yeah. internet. Now, I'm going to push back gently on your pushback. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked, you and I, briefly today, because this is what we do. This is our sexy talk, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, we don't we don't watch porn. We just talk politics with one another, right. and it well, gets this was, us all this juicy. Was, I said, "Hey, baby, I'm going to talk to you about Star Trek: The Original Series." Oh my god! And we're going to talk about Waka Jawaka, Mirror Mirror. We're going to we're talking about Spock in a, in a goatee, mm-hmm. okay. which we've been talking about for about three weeks now. Yeah, Spock in a goatee. Now, and the, the idea that it is it is possible for civilized people to pretend to be barbarians. Yes, but right. It is impossible for barbarians to pretend to be civilized. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and in that sort of vein, although not directly, it is oftentimes impossible or really difficult for us smart people to imagine just how stupid stupid can get, and mm-hmm. stupid and confident. Like I, I'm, I'm a complete idiot. I have lots of opinions, and I know they're right, and I'm never going to change them. People who would listen to Elise Stefanik with their head nodding. Mm-hmm. So the the level of granular detail that we have about the real world and politics, those people managed to have about bullshit going back to Vince Foster being murdered. Somehow, yeah. nothing of the real world, factual world soaks into their big dumb heads, but they can tell you 
that that uh, Robert Byrd was a member of the Klan when he was seventeen. Right, right. right. You know, they they got a lot of fucking knowledge in those big dumb heads of theirs. It's just all bullshit, or it's all whataboutism, or it's all talking points to deflect liberal criticism. Mm-hmm. So that's them. But yeah, that's my- Dinesh D'Souza brainwashing. Absolutely, right. yeah. Right. So so that's one group of people. But let's talk for a minute about the people who. You know, they're not saturated in it. They're not soaking in this. They're not like us. We're fine. Okay, great. Um, so I'm going to address you now as one of them. Okay. In, in a loving way. <laughs> yeah. You're aware that Republicans tried to overthrow the government, right? January 6th was violent. I know that, right? Yeah. You I've know seen, that, that, was, that, that was Republicans that. who did that, right? It was on television. You know that, right? <laughs> both sides are kind of both sides. No, 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 no. You don't get to be the centrist person now who's defunded. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. You're the low just, information person. Low information. The normal okay. American. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I saw the Trump flags. I saw the video okay. with the right. Trump flags. Yes. So, I saw the so, video with Trump flags. So are you going to vote for that guy? Yeah. That's a good question, right? So uh, even the lowest of, of people who are cop to... I mean, people who copped to low information voting, my parents were very busy people. They mm-hmm. both worked. My dad was a principal. My mom was a teacher. My mom was a teacher mm-hmm. 24-7. Even yeah. they had time to absorb something about what was going on in the world around them, right, right. who the politicians were, and they could vote. So this yeah. whole excuse was like, I'm very busy. I don't have time to know how anything works, how civics works, how politics works, who's elected, who mm-hmm. stands for what. Well, no, that's bullshit. You you're you don't want to know. You right, are lazy. Right, you're right. too lazy to get the basics of like I said before, I have power tools in my garage. I read the instruction manual with every, every one of them because I don't mm-hmm. want to cut my foot off. Right. You don't have time to understand how your country works yeah. or who's in charge of it mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. whether they did a good thing or a bad thing on a catastrophic level. Ask mm-hmm. the person who doesn't know anything who's like, I don't, I don't, I'm not into politics. I don't. Do you remember the Iraq yeah. war? Yeah. Do you remember it all? And if they say no, hang up the phone. Yep. Walk away. Yeah. Because it's not a matter of, I'm not interested. I don't have time. I'm busy. It's, I am aggressively staying away from information because I am too fucking cowardly mm-hmm. to pick a side. Because if but I, I think, don't know. I think that's the brilliance of the Biden administration. Yeah, they're yeah. Which they're is simple. going to the groundbreaking at Marjorie Taylor Greene's yeah. cheerfully district. Cheerfully to, to start jobs. Yeah. And the 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 one place that these chips are being built, these chip factories, yeah, and this manufacturing renaissance invested in by the United States government under Joe Biden is right. Arizona and Georgia. Right. There's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. And it's a political reason. And I don't care. Now, you know, Donald Trump wanted to have his signature and picture on the relief checks for COVID. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, taking a little credit for your party investing in this country is quite all right. It, it's perfectly, especially when it's true. Yeah. It and I remember, I remember your, I, your, and I know you remember too, ah. the Obamacare votes Yes. And the party in the Rose Garden in 2017. I absolutely do. I mean, that was the end for me. Anybody that, who's a Republican voted to take away my health insurance. You're, right. I'm done with you. This, this, this was being clear for yeah. the, for the, for, because we're being very abbreviated now, you and I. <laughs> this is not the Obamacare vote. This was the get rid of the Obamacare vote. Get rid of vote. Obamacare. Yeah. And they had and a have nothing in its place right. and leave handicapped children left, you know, with lifetime spending limits on their insurance, lifetime right. caps. Right. Children who will never breathe on their own and in a wheelchair are mm-hmm. going to have lifetime caps 
on their health care. And Paul Ryan's solution was tort reform. Yeah. And yeah. let insurance companies sell over state lines, but keep right. the market in the, as the market is, which was yeah. insane. Yeah. It's completely insane. Yeah. And so, there's still so much wrong with healthcare. I'm not saying everything's fixed. I'm no. just saying taking all of that away, taking those protections away from, from, pe- from Americans. And celebrating it. And celebrating it with a beer in the Rose Garden. And I remember sitting down and there was a relative of yours who was in town. Yes. Who is not a political, uh, he's savvy and smart and educated, but not a political person in terms of his job. Not anymore. (laughs) Saying saying to you, so Uh what happens next? Do we just lose our insurance as of tomorrow? Is it just over or is it good for a year or does it end in January or what? Uh Uh-huh. And even you and I didn't know what was next. I don't know. We, no, we, and we had cliff. to say, we, we don't know because our insurance company is going to say, great, we don't have to sell you insurance at, with a subsidy anymore. Right. Fuck you. Yep. Nobody knew what was next. Mitch McConnell didn't know what was next. No. And that was, you know, it was a political fuck you to, to Obama. That's all they wanted. Yeah, it was. It was. Well, I mean, they had spent. Our ins- yeah. Our insurance hung from John McCain's f- thumb. And when John McCain died, they went to their media outlets and said, we're going to try again. That's right. Well, Scott Brown yeah, in Massachusetts, who yeah. took Ted Kennedy's seat because mm-hmm. his opponent, his Democratic opponent was, you know, completely incompetent. Terrible. Incompetent. But yeah. Scott Brown ran on, I'll be the, I'll be the 51st vote mm-hmm. to get rid of Obamacare. I promise to get rid of Obamacare. Yeah. And they, they spent so much time turning that into the worst catastrophe that ever right. happened to America. Mm-hmm. That they were sort of obliged to burn it all down right. when they got they, into power. They voted sixty times already to do yeah. it. So, so they they got to right. fulfill that promise because they have taught their you know their you know base <laughs> that Obamacare. Got, that's the last time you're going to do that on this show. Okay, please. <laughs> How about woof 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 woof? There you bah, go. Bah. Um, all right. <laughs> they're fo- they, they taught they taught that's what they told their followers was being shoved down their throat. There's an expression we heard a billion times mm-hmm. by the Kenyan usurper to kill your lily white grandmother. Mm-hmm. So we have to get rid of it because it's the worst evil ever. Because if we don't get rid of it, we're going to be Soviet Russia. And the morons who vote Republican, who didn't spring into his guesses to 2016, who've been there for decades, all voted for it. So, okay. So we've had now a fairly good time playing handball with Republicans and low information voters who don't know anything, and people who swear they've never heard of the Iraq War, don't know the how their country works. Fine. I would like to take a moment or two, or maybe half an hour, <laughs> to to talk about um, r- really basic things, um, because it, there there are two terms that I toss around a lot that are, are different from each other but similar to each other, and those are independent and centrist. And I want everyone to know that Driftless has taken very careful notes about this. So I have. he. I, and I'm very grateful that you have. You have really thorough notes. I, I Well, sometimes my thoughts get away from me. Every day they get away from me. <laughs> and then I sit down from the keyboard and I bring them back in line. I guarantee you, I'm going to go off into tangents. I'm going to go on little circuitous <laughs> routes. There's going to be something that will remind me of something else. I had a dream yeah. last night of a cousin <laughs> I used to have. Um, but <laughs> basically, I'm going to try real hard to stick to the subject, which is the differences between the, an independent and a centrist. Because mm-hmm. both terms are equally meaningless, but they mean meaningless things in slightly different ways. So, a centrist. What is a centrist? A centrist doesn't believe anything. 
They don't believe anything at all. They exist as a theoretical midpoint between two other things. That is the definition of being in the center. You're between two things. You're between two ferns, whatever it is. Now, in my experience, and probably in yours, centrists are mostly conservatives who are freaked out by what's happening to conservatism, but are psychologically, and let's face it, financially, professionally constrained from saying, you know, these people are fucking nuts. I'm thinking, of course, of David Brooks and people like him. They can't just come out and say, the right has lost its goddamn mind because centrists can only survive in this thick, greasy fog created by a thousand pundits repeating the catchphrase, their mantra, the extremes on both sides, the extremes on both sides all day, every day, year after year. But every once in a while, every once in a while, a centrist makes the critical mistake of naming some substantive thing on which they claim Neither side agrees to their touchstone of centrism. So David Brooks, you know, my bete noir, the guy I've written about for 18 years now, did this all the time during the Obama administration, all the time. And you can read all about it in an NY Magazine article from November of 2016. You know that you all remember what happened in November of 2016, right? Some some bad <laughs> shit happened. And the article is entitled, David Brooks and the Intellectual Collapse of the Center. Remember, we're talking about centrism now. So I'm going to quote from the article and make a point. Quote, the premise of Brooks's column, the column that he wrote that week, is that there needs to be, quote, space between the alt-right and alt-left, between Trumpian authoritarianism and Sanders socialism. <laughs> Got it? You with me Got so far? <laughs> yeah. This is this is a true time capsule from the before time, the very nearly before time. This, the article continues, is a terrible way to conceptualize the political map. First, it distorts the idea of the two sides, equating a small D Democrat like Sanders, who merely proposes more regulation, taxes, and spending, with Trump, who, as Brooke concedes, Brooks concedes, is authoritarian. And second, it distorts their power. Sanders remains a left-wing outlier among his party, while Trump is the dominant force within his. But that, of course, I'm saying a, a drift class aside now, is something that centrists cannot concede. They absolutely cannot concede that the two sides are not equally awful. Back to the article. But even if you accept this very strange notion of political alignment in Trump's Washington, it raises a question Brooks is not prepared to answer. Uh-oh. If his objection on the left lies with the, quote, Sanders socialism, then isn't there an appealing centrist lying to the right of that? A moderate who favors market-oriented solutions that bring together business and labor, who welcomes empiricism and is willing to compromise? A politician who has, you know, led the Democratic Party for the last eight years and, in fact, is still sitting president of the United States right now? And this is another aside. This is what centrists do. They, If you listen to any of your Never Trump allies, the Obama administration might as well never have happened because it blows apart every one of their stupid fucking theories of politics. Back I go to the article. One might think so, but Brooks spent the last eight years defining the center as something Obama was not. It didn't matter that Obama supported a health care plan first devised by Mitt Romney or a cap-and-trade plan endorsed by John McCain. Brooks nestled himself into the territory between Obama and the angry no-compromise Republicans who were shutting down the government and boycotting all negotiations with the president. If Obama endorsed the policies Brooks preferred, 
he would simply pretend that Obama had not proposed them. Indeed, one of the most common genres of David Brooks' columns was a sad lament that neither party would endorse policies that, in fact, Obama had explicitly and publicly called for, unquote. That's a fucking centrist who has to have two sides being equally bad. And when they're not, they just lie about it. They just make shit up to allow themselves to continue to pretend to be centrist, to continue to insist that the left is just as bad as the right. And they have a lot of money and they have a lot of power and they have a lot of influence because that's the fucking church at which the Beltway media worships. And it's also called the No Labels Movement, <laughs> which was created and sustained by the lie that both parties are somehow equally extreme and some third way between them is the only way forward. This is also the proposition of people like Adam Kinzinger, got to be a third way. Uh, Matthew Dowd, got to be a third way. All of these people lie to themselves and lie to people who send them money because they absolutely cannot afford to be identified as Democrats, of course, because Democrats are filthy communists, but they can't afford to pretend that Trump doesn't exist. So they make up a fictional left to, to balance out the actual right and pretend there's a middle ground in between. But since this is manifestly untrue, and since No Labels has left itself no way to backdoor out of their foundational lie, then they must do exactly what Trump does, which is compound the first lie with a second lie. In this case, the lie is that Joe Biden is just as fringe and just as extreme as Donald Trump. And this is where all your never-Trump allies start to freak out about how the elites, how could elites possibly believe this nonsense? You know why? Because inside that bubble, it makes perfect sense to them because they have always been consistent. Their God that they worship has always decreed that all problems are created by the extremes on both sides. And since God cannot be wrong, Joe Biden must be just as extreme as Donald Trump. And that is why a lot of the Never Trumpers I listened to the entire Mona Sharon podcast this week was her freaking out about what, how is it that Joe um, Manchin doesn't see the craziness in what he's doing? What the hell's wrong? Everyone at No Labels is, is an elite. Uh, Cornell West is an elite. How do they not see how dangerous this is? And I want to shake them by the lapel and say, mm -hmm. yeah, this is what liberals were saying 20 <laughs> fucking years to you people. How do you not see how dangerous it is to keep feeding the lunatic base? Well, the reason all the elites are doing this crazy shit is because you have been telling them ever since the Bush administration collapsed that both sides are equally bad. Both sides are equally wrong because you couldn't admit you were wrong. You couldn't admit liberals were right. So you invented this entire giant big lie. That's always the extremes on both sides. Always, always, always. You once again built the very monster that is now coming to destroy you. And you're sitting there scratching your ass, wondering how this could ever come to be. Because these people, all they're doing is quoting you back to you. Now, that's centrist, right? Mm -hmm. Independents are slightly different. Some of them are compulsively cowardly centrists, like the no labels grifters, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. some just want to avoid arguments. They don't want to fight. I don't want to fight. So I'm just going to say I'm an independent and I don't want to argue politics with you. Let's just talk about sports, which mm -hmm. is fine. Mm -hmm. Now, some people, most Americans, I would argue, are never happy with anything on the menu. I used to go to lunch with, uh, lunch with a guy like this. Yep. The French fries were never crispy enough. 
and the toast was never right, and the butter was never soft enough. He just sent shit back all the time because he was never perfectly happy with everything on the menu. So he had to get it just the way he wanted it. And with only two parties to choose from, well, that's just terrible. I should be I should be allowed 40 choices, which in a parliamentary system you would, but that ain't our system. Now, some like it because it makes them sound cool. No, Marge, I'm an independent. You couldn't understand me. I'm a rebel. I'm a rebel. I'm, a, I'm an independent. I'm bold and I'm powerful and I'm noble. And I, I'm an independent like every other asshole claims they're an independent, except you're not. And some are really fanatical about a single issue that neither party is addressing to their satisfaction. I understand that. But even with these voters who may very well truly be independent, the category of independent is wildly misleading. Because, well, especially like uh, the, the case of the grifters in the forward party, which I used to beat up on and I will go back to beating up on at a later date, who, who claim they can create an entire political movement, an entire political party out of people who claim to be independent. Mm-hmm. Really? Really? Okay. So let's take the right-wing secessionists who bother me on Twitter because the wrong side won on the Civil War and Lincoln was a tyrant and a murderer and secession should be the right of every state in America and liberals are a bunch of fascists, okay? They don't believe the Republican Party is right enough for them, is mm-hmm. crazy enough for them. So you know what they call themselves? They call themselves independent. On the other hand, take all the left-wing healthcare activists who are Medicare or all or nothing. Medicare all or bust. I don't want to hear anything in between. Everything in between is bullshit, accommodationist nonsense. I don't want to hear about single payer. It's Medicare for all or nothing. They also identify as independents. So both of these groups identify as independent, but they are ideologically diametrically opposed to each other. They could never coexist in the same party. So the people at the forward party, the grifters at the forward party, just think no one notices. Like, well, independence just mean they're independent. They think independently, I'm sure. And that's when they go all fucking centrist on you. I'm sure we can find some accommodation, some middle ground, some place of compromise among all these independents because, hey, they're all independent. And as I wrote, Jesus, was it 2009? A long post called the Independent Grand Falloon. Mm -hmm. That wonderful Kurt Vonnegut phrase that means a proud and meaningless association of human beings. The word independent means nothing at all. The word centrist means a bunch of stuff that I would never be proud of if I called myself a centrist. You know what I am? I'm partisan. I'm partisan (laughs) as hell. I want Democrats to win. And I want people who want to be allied with the Democratic Party who will be be 97% of the vote voting for Donald Trump. I want them to quit apologizing for being on my side. I want them to quit saying, well, I guess I'm going to have to vote for those filthy pervert Democrats who I hate completely and who are awful and stupid and don't listen to me, but I guess I have no choice. You know, you're a charmer, and and I really appreciate that that cooing, that that wooing talk that you do, but honestly, I really just would appreciate it if you would stop apologizing for having to hold your nose and vote for my party because we're slightly the lesser of two evils, because mm-hmm. we're not. We're actually pretty decent people who believe pretty decent things. And that's the end of my little rant. Yeah. Some of this is testosterone, too. Just Oh, it is. I, I, I'm going to be a contrarian and not support anybody. And they right. either don't vote or they vote consistently one way. Right. You know, because of their taxes or because of 
maybe they do want health care for all and they know there's only one way they're going to get to anything even approaching that. Well, and or they don't want to destroy the planet. <laughs> right. And, and I, I understand. I understand that there are people who are genuinely Marxist in yeah. their beliefs yeah. and believe yeah. that the way forward is to destroy the current system. And the way that you can most effectively destroy the current system is elect Donald Trump. Because yeah. anyone who wants to vote for Joe Biden is an accommodationist, you know, weak ass, lily livered liberal. And the only way forward is to destroy the system and then the proletariat will rise up and blah, 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 something, something utopia. So they're genuinely independent. Um, right. They have no hope of succeeding and they all they will end up doing is hurting millions and millions and millions of people to satisfy their tiny, weird little ideology. But well, you know, and we've talked about that before the incredible privilege, yeah, that it takes to uh say that to say that you're you're willing to destroy the system, so to speak, yeah, I mean that you're you're never gonna miss a meal or turn homeless or lose anything if you have that position mm-hmm. um or the people that we know that have that position certainly are in that. Well, I, I would also mention that stratosphere. Yeah. Uh, one of the one of the reasons the Greenwald horde used to come down hard on me was I mm-hmm. had found that video of yeah. Glenn Greenwald in like 2010, mm-hmm. 2009, mm-hmm. lecturing at I forget University of Michigan or, or someplace in Wisconsin, um, telling people you know basically to teach Democrats a lesson. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. you should stay home and let Republicans win a few elections. That'll show them. And mm-hmm. this, again, spoken from a position of reeking of privilege of like, you know, and none of the tidal wave of fascism and brutality and lives lost and corruption done, institutions smashed is going to affect Glenn Greenwald personally. Right. I'll be hiding out right. in a mountain in Brazil. I'll be fine. But mm-hmm. once the rubble is cleared and the millions are dead, I can come back in and establish my, you know, my socialist. I utopia. told you so movement. Yeah. Yes. Right. 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 And, right. And everyone else always pays the price. For these people, they they always skate away. And you know, Joe Manchin, other end of the yeah. spectrum. Oh yeah, Man, eighteen million in the bank, eight houses, two yachts. You know, nothing. Yeah. He he can fiddle around and pretend to be a third party candidate. He can he can be the object of your never Trumpers' desires because that's what Democrats should be. You know, they should be more like Joe Manchin. If they were more like Joe Manchin, I'd be more comfortable in the Democratic Party. Well, yeah, he can afford to do that because there's no thing that the, the Trump administration part two would ever do to him. That would harm him materially in any way. So yeah. why not just fuck around? And why not fuck around at, at the exact moment when the movement to prevent members of Congress from owning individual stocks right. is actually gaining headway right. and people are paying attention to that? We can't have that. We can't have that. I got to no. leave. I got to no. go now and be third party. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now, look, I, I am tired of Donald Trump, but the fact is he's a candidate. At the yep. moment, at yep. the moment of this recording, he's a candidate. Mm-hmm. And so I found it real interesting that an apparent voter in Iowa asked him a specific question about a specific issue. Yeah. And uh, here's the tape of that voter. I'm not so much interested in Donald Trump, but the voter actually asked a question. So here it is. Now, let's compare that answer with uh, candidate Donald Trump in 2016. And here he is. Huh. Huh. That's weird. 
He's just such an asshole. It, it's almost like he has one preloaded answer for anything he doesn't want to talk about and yeah. think about, which is, it's easy to fix and I'll fix it. I have a plan and to I'll fix, fix it, it and I'll fix it. It'll be, it'll be simple and, and cheap and, and I'll fix it. And and the fact is that this, um, I've been reading up on this CO2 pipeline thing, uh-huh. which is yeah. a, a clean coal fantasy. Right. And uh, Terry Branstead, who is former Iowa governor, uh, is is real into this. And his son, Terry Branstead's son, is a 2024 Donald Trump advisor in Iowa. <sighs> so, yeah. Oh, we're just going to fix this. It's it's going to be easy. It's preloaded. It's going to be fine. Yeah, it'll cheap, easy. It'll I'm solve all problems. I'm going to give you everything you want and make all of your dreams come true. And I'm going to punish all your enemies. I'm going right. to. I'll, I'll, I will be your retribution. Hmm? Yeah. And you know who that? You know who that sells to? Or or or. Okay, you promised. I I made you promise. I I I broke my promise. You know. Uh, Speaking of broken promises, Drift Glass, I asked you earlier today if you would agree to a plea deal involving Donald Trump leaving the country and agreeing never to return or be in the U.S. media ever again. And my answer was, of course not. What are you crazy? That's insane. I. You know, I I know I know Herr Hitler has has broken every treaty he's ever signed, but I trust him to to honor this one. Fuck no, he'd leave the country, he'd go right back to being Donald Trump, he'd be the the orange god king in in exile, like yeah. Lenin, yeah, or Ayatollah Khomeini, and his followers would eventually smuggle him back into the country to rule over us as we deserve to be ruled over. No, he's a liar and a thief and a corrupt traitor. Can't asshole. trust him to do no. anything. No, no the deal. proper. The proper retirement place for him is a supermax prison in Colorado. Donald yeah. Trump belongs in jail, belongs in jail, belongs in jail. Okay. Uh, what's next on our notes here? If any other defendant in the universe had said this, Drift Glass, uh-huh. quote, if you fuck around with us, if you do bad things to us, we will do things to you that have never been done before. Yeah. Who said that? And about what? <laughs> Today. That came out on Truth Social today from, from Donald Trump. Oh, I thought it was Keith Olbermann talking about a dog in a shelter, but no, <laughs> apparently not. It was Donald Trump threatening judges and threatening and U.S. prosecutors and everybody. Yeah. And, and again, yeah. belongs in jail. Any yeah. other defendant in a court case that came out and said this on social media, you'd hold up your phone to the judge and say, you see this judge? Oh, he's got to be put in detention now. Yeah, he's got he's got to be put in timeout, grown-up timeout now. Yeah. 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 yeah so that he doesn't hurt anybody. Right. Now, this is just straight-up mob stuff. And that's yeah. why yeah. I won't make the little noise now, but that's why his people love him. Because yeah. he's a mobster and they work uh, for him. He'll fight for me. Yeah, because this is happening to you. But it is happening to some people, Driftglass. It is. Very unfair. It's very unfair, the bad things that are happening. It's unfair and not fair. That a bunch of old white people who are Trumpers yeah. are actually being held accountable for their activities. Yeah, Michigan Meemaw Attorney Grandpa. General, Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel criminally charged 16 people who falsely claimed to be the state's 2020 presidential electors for Trump. Mm-hmm. All 16 people were charged with eight felonies each for their role in the alleged false elector scheme following the 2020 U.S. presidential election. The mayor of Wyoming, Michigan, is among those charged, along with a woman named Mishawn Maddock, who is the co-chair of the Michigan Republican Party and the wife of a Michigan state representative. And she has been interviewed several times on right-wing media this week <laughs> after yes, yeah. being indicted. Uh-huh. Uh, 
she decided to mention that she still has uh, documents on her Facebook page. Uh, and she said, secret meeting. There was no secret meeting. These were Trump electors, duly elected Trump electors who met. And it's all very public. It was on Facebook. I haven't taken anything down from that day. We met and we turned in paperwork. It was meant to be put alongside with the Democrat electors. Uh-huh. Now, um, then she did an interview later in the day where she said, these papers were put in front of us uh-huh. and we signed them. We did. We don't read them. We just sign them. Uh huh. So put them in front of you. Something's kind of her story is gradually changing as the as hours go on. Uh huh. Um. But uh, I compare this to, uh, and I wasn't old enough to remember all of this. I do remember watching John Dean on TV during Watergate summer. But uh, you have you have recollected several times seeing in retrospect, Republicans yeah. crying or near right. tears right. over the Nixon tapes. Well, and I can't believe this This is the president I, of my party. This is my president. My president, said, instead of throwing them out, yeah. he talked about bribery and extortion, how much money he could raise. And I can't believe my president did that. And this is a loyalist. Mm-hmm. These people were loyal. And, and you know, let's face it, people like uh, the, the two last dogs to die, the two people who, who were on that hill till the very, very end were mm-hmm. Pat Buchanan mm-hmm. and a guy named George H.W. Bush. Yep. Because loyalty, man, there's no currency greater, there's no value greater than loyalty, even if the person at the top of the heap is an absolute criminal and everyone knows it. And that has never changed. They're just, mm-hmm. They just don't care now, you right. know? Well, they're, I, they're think it's, the, I think it's worse than that. I think it's worse than not caring. I think they feel that their loyalty and their... Um, selfhood uh-huh. is so tied up with Donald Trump's personality. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. That they have to do crimes for him. Yeah. Dear leader. The dear leader. Yeah, it's dear leader him. stuff. Yeah. And I'm sure me, Sean Maddock believes that Donald Trump will pardon her. Oh, there's, there's been a lot of talk about that yeah. on, on social media. Um, you know, that me, definitely thinks that she's part of Donald Trump's team because she's been to Mar-a-Lago and she's been to the white house. Right. And she has thanked Donald Trump personally for giving her a seat at the table. Right. And and he's going to pardon her and buy her a blizzard. <laughs> um, it's going to be great. And that's the bright future that they see for themselves. And again, when you look into their dead, dull cow eyes, you realize there's nobody home there anymore. No, yeah. There's no yeah. reasoning with them. So, so no. it's that trench warfare we talk about. They're well, not and there's budge. this Republican official in Georgia now saying, well, you're you're violating my First Amendment rights by indicting me. Yeah. Uh-huh. I have a First Amendment right to be a fake elector. Right. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, now, you know, you and I were upfront about our lack of legal knowledge. <laughs> yes, These people right. just make shit up. No, no, it's in the Constitution. I absolutely have a right to just wipe my ass on the floor of Nancy Pelosi's office and be a fake elector and freedom, 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 freedom. And you wonder where they got these ideas from. Oh, well, that's right. Like, part of it is their white skin. Oh, yeah. No, their white skin has, <laughs> has saved them from being mowed down with machine guns and stacked up like cordwood on January 6th. But th- this all comes from, you know, decades and decades and decades of Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity yeah. and Bill O'Reilly yeah. pumping the poison. And you know, again, which I've said before, all they ever had to do was change the fucking channel. Mm-hmm. That's all mm-hmm. they ever had to do. All they ever had, either they are responsible for their actions, in which case you go to jail now. 
You go to mm-hmm. jail. Mm-hmm. You go to Meemaw MAGA jail. Don't mm-hmm. care how old you are. Take it up with Denny Hastert. You know, yeah, old people right. go to jail all the time. That's why they have senior uh, accommodations in prisons. I'm sure that you'll get a very nice That was Steve tell. Bannon's big argument yesterday was these people are 72 and 73 years old and Joe Biden wants to put them in prison. No, I want to put them in prison. Joe Biden just no, wants to let Joe this Biden system work. Joe Biden has nothing to do with this. No. Well, Joe Biden, <laughs> uh, Hunter Biden's laptop wants to put Meemaw, MAGA, <laughs> MAGA Meemaw in prison. Let's stop Hunter Biden's laptop. Um <laughs> Now, that's one group of people, the true yeah. believers, the dead-eyed true believers who think that everything's going to work out because the dear leader says so. There's another group of people who I'm not sure are true believers, but are sure willing to act like one. And one who crawled to the top of the heap this week was former NBC employee at whom was thrown a giant bag of $30 million to come over and be on their TV network for about a minute. Megan Kelly, mm-hmm. who broke God. out the dental dam got down on her knees and resumed servicing Donald Trump this week. You know, he comes into a room, you just can't take your eyes off of him. Uh, and why? Because she thinks he'll win the nomination and he, and he might win the general election and it's time to get back on the good side of the bad man. Because mm-hmm. that bad man could destroy you. So if you want to stay in the spotlight, which Megyn Kelly clearly dies without a spotlight. She can't right. function without an audience of adoring people trying to look up her skirt and pretend that she's smart. $26 million did not buy her out of the spotlight. She's going no. to continue. No. Money's not the issue. The no. issue is I'm an attention-starved whore and I need mm-hmm. constant validation about how wonderful I am. And if Donald Trump becomes the nominee I could be eclipsed. I could be cut out. I could not even get a job on Newsmax, which is, I believe, currently where she's at. So she has decided time to get down on those knees and service the commander in chief, the future commander in chief, because she thinks he'll win the nomination. He probably will and might win the general election. And you know what? They all do. Mm-hmm. If you ever wonder why these people are lining up, like Kevin McCarthy is just smearing himself in feces and rolling on anthills, it's because. They're all terrified that this guy's coming back, that he's mm-hmm. got, he's coming back from the dead. And he's got, you know, now he's out for revenge. Now he's out for, to dem- demolish them. This is why Georgia Governor Brian Kemp, who fucking well knows how bad Trump is, who Trump pressured to overturn the election, call a special session, said he was ashamed that he'd ever endorsed Kemp and called him hapless. Brian Kemp still says that he will work to get Trump elected if Trump wins the nomination. Because he knows the future of the Republican Party is orange, racist, and crazy. Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. got to get right with Jesus because judgment day is a coming. And so all of those people who were like, oh, well, I'm not sure. So enough of talk of off ramps and alternatives and good Republicans and green shoots. They're all awful. All Republicans are horrible garbage people. And they always will be. They're either true believers or they're craven grifters who are terrified that the orange guy's coming back and will destroy them or take their spotlight away from them. You all have money. They're all set for life. They don't need any of this stuff. They don't need to hold up their tip jar. They don't need to tell you that we have a Patreon account you can send us money to or a check you can send it to our post office box. They're set for life, but they want more. They want more spotlight. They want more power. They want more money. They want more influence. And they're willing to embrace a monster to do it. And pretend to be true believers, because if they if they stop pretending they're true believers, the mob will come for them. I know that's that's a big part of it. That's yep. a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
You know, Marjorie Taylor Greene has opened her mouth a couple times this week, and every time she opened her mouth this week, she recorded another Joe Biden ad. Yeah, yeah, every and, time. And kudos to the Biden team for turning her words into an actual ad. I know. Um, I, I know. How deep into the MAGA mindset do you have to be to think that talking about finishing the work that FDR did is a bad thing? Is, a, is it the end of end of civilization? Well, yeah, you know, you know. It, especially after you've stood up on your hind legs and cheered for preserving Social Security and Medicare. Right. You know, at the State uh, of, of the course, Union. Yeah. Let's course, stand up for seniors. So to every Marjorie Taylor Greene presser, I say, release the Biden cut. Release the, the Biden, Biden cut. And she Biden did it again are, yesterday. Or she, yeah. she said that, uh, you know, regardless of who you are, you should, if you break the law, you should be held accountable. Yeah, prosecuted. You should be prosecuted. <laughs> Oh, good. Yeah. Good to What's know her? that. Again, Marge. Won't, won't matter in the slightest to her no. and won't make the noise again, people. But it's nice of her to you know help load up Joe Biden's ad cannon. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The ad cannon is ready to go. Drift class, let's do a news roundup. All right. Took about two minutes for Jamie Raskin to tear apart the Republican Hunter Biden cover up bullshit. Mm-hmm. And it won't matter in the slightest to the other side because they're yeah. watching right side broadcasting network right. but it was uh, he did a great job and you should listen to it we, i don't believe we have the clip but we should go listen to jamie raskin spend two and a half minutes explaining that hunter biden is a drug was a drug addict made some terrible decisions has paid for his crimes and is was charged by trump attorney generals were was heard by Trump judges. All of this, except 90% of this was done during the Trump administration. Bill Barr had no problem with this. I know, again, it won't convince any of, you know, the people who think Marjorie Taylor Greene is the future of the party because they are, you know, reprogrammable meatbags. But uh, it, it is a thing because Bill Barr is now, what, he's a, he's a cuck now? Is he a cuck? Is he a cuck and <laughs> a squish and a liberal Democrat? I don't know. I lose track. Um <laughs> Kevin McCarthy, who is, man, again, rolling on that anthill covered with dung, promised Trump a vote on expunging impeachment. This is to make Trump happy for five minutes until he loses his mind over something else and make his supporters in the party happy so they won't come into his office and drag him out by his heels and throw him in the, in the Potomac. And of course, Kevin McCarthy also said this week, quote, I hear from people who say, you know what? I never voted for President Trump. But I am going to vote for him now based upon how he is being treated, because if they can treat him that way, they can do that to any American, unquote. Follow the money, people. Yeah. Well, true. <laughs> right. If any other Americans steal classified documents and lie about it, yeah, they can be prosecuted and have been, too. They have been right away. Uh, no, but I think this this Kevin McCarthy behavior is easily explained. Win red. Oh, absolutely. I said it to death, and I'm going to keep on saying it. He is a willing hostage with a huge case of Stockholm Syndrome. Win Red is your no labels, honey. You know, it is. Win Red is my no labels. And you know what? People starting to catch up. Uh, A judge has denied Trump's request for a new trial in the E. Jean Carroll case. Trump had sought a new trial after a $5 million judgment against him. Judge he said, had also asked for a coupon on right. the judgment. He wanted a discount on the $5 million. And the judge actually described the crime that he was, uh, that the jury found him culpable for, described it in detail, said, yep, that's rape. Sorry, you're going to have to pay her. Right. Sorry, dude. No, not in Trump stakes either. Yeah. 
Ron DeSantis' administration just approved new curriculum rules requiring schools to teach that slaves developed skills that could be applied for their personal benefit. <sighs> I just, I don't know what to say anymore. I just, I'm, out of, I'm out of ideas on that one. They also require in the curriculum to say that black people used violence against white people. Yeah, that's great. That's great. RFK Jr., and I'm kind of wondering, does RFK stand for rat fucking crank? But, mm -hmm. you know, that's mm -hmm. that's just me. I'm workshopping that one, but it seems mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. might be appropriate. Uh, he testified under oath that he's, quote, never been anti-vax, unquote, or ever, quote, told the public to avoid vaccination. And yet in a 2021 podcast, he encouraged the public to approach parents with babies and tell them better not get vaccinated in order to save that child. So, you know, he is a... Uh, uh, a WMD, a broke brain WMD loaded up by Steve Bannon to cause chaos in the Democratic Party. And that's all he is. And, and now and he's his, a perjurer. Right. And his family has disowned him. So, yep. you know, he's, he's the perfect Republican. He really is. He, he yep. is, fits right in over there. They can't get uh, JFK Jr. to come out <laughs> from hiding. So we'll take the next best thing, which is a, a lunatic RFK Jr. Trump has been notified that he's a target in the January 6th criminal investigation by special counsel Jack Smith. Trump confirmed the development himself in a post <laughs> on his personal social media platform writing deranged. I'm not going to read that. No. A you Sunday night. He did emphasize it was a Sunday night, though. Sunday night. And he only they has very short four days to report to the grand jury, which yeah. almost always means an arrest and indictment. I'm going to take an... The first thing the judge is going to do is take his caps lock uh, keys away from him. And that should just <laughs> I should cut this way down. And finally, the Georgia Supreme Court dismissed Trump's petition to block the state's investigation into his efforts to overturn the 2020 election and throw out evidence gathered by a special purpose grand jury in the case. All nine justices said Trump's lawyers had failed to present, quote, extraordinary circumstances, unquote, that warranted shutting down the investigation. So... No shutdown for you. Yeah. We're not going to fire the prosecutor from nope. the Supreme Court bench. Go figure. Hey, each week we post to our Facebook page and website an Internet Kitty sent in by you, the listeners. This week's Internet Kitty is Coco. Coco is a beautiful kitty who was adopted in spite of the foster family saying no more kitties. <laughs> that never works. They had that two kitties worked. and they said, well, you know, we don't want any more kitties, but we'll foster this one. And Coco said... I'm not a kitty. I'm a person. Person. This is my forever home now. This is this is my forever home. Settled in for a forever home with her two catmates and Bear, a 100-pound German Shepherd who apparently knows his place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say th that three kitties wouldn't be fine. It'll be fine. Okay? It'll be fine. <laughs> so Coco lives there now. And, of course, Coco and her cat and dog family... All eat freshly poured pet food, our fake sponsor. Whether you serve pet store perfection or dollar store dreck, your pets will sit on the kitchen floor and demand that the food they eat is only freshly poured. Freshly poured, freshly poured. Oh my lord, it's freshly poured. And you can visit Coco at our Facebook page or website. It's such a pretty kitty. And you can send your internet kitty, dog, or other pet to us at our email address, proleftpodcast at gmail.com, where you can also write to both of us. Feel free to write us. We love hearing from you. Be aware 
that if you write to us at any of our addresses, we reserve the right to read your email or U.S. Postal Service. Go, Postal Unions! Letter on the air unless you say otherwise. I want to say that um, I had a conversation with Middle Child. She's home for the summer. And I had a conversation with her um, yesterday. And she said, so you've got what, like around 10,000 listeners a week? And I said, no, we have about 4,000 listeners a week. And she said, with all the mail that comes in and all of the (laughs) emails that you have to answer and all of the kitties that get sent in and... And you're constantly writing back to people and talking to them and involved every day with a whole bunch of stuff. And you've only got 4,000 listeners. And then she said, oh, they're very loyal. Yes. <laughs> I went, yep. Yeah. They stick we around. have a community here <laughs> that's very involved, very loving, very supportive. And we love them right back. So, Which is weird. That, it was interesting that she had observed the level of activity right. that comes from this house toward our listeners and said, so you've got 10,000 listeners, right? Maybe in another 10 years. Who yeah, knows? Who knows? But, uh, but it's weird to me when I think about that, because who's the most antisocial person I know? Oh, it's me. <laughs> you. I, I don't want to, I, I, I don't like, I, I'm good at it. I have skills, but interacting with people who aren't my wife and my family and my close friends exhausts me. It's just exhausting. Well, and- but Drift Glass, Drift Glass, you and I have the same skill set in terms of we would much rather be on the stage talking about something we're passionate about sure. to a group of 4,000 people, which we do right. every week, than be mingling in a cocktail party right. with 40 people. Small talk yeah. is not the skill. That's the problem. Well, and, and the, my point being getting up on the stage and talking to 4,000 people who then all go home and ne- you never see them again. That's one thing. <laughs> Doing it every week to, for the same people, largely the same people, although we do yeah. accumulate people over over time. Yeah, is is a community, as you said. It and is. The people it who is. write to us, and I, you know, I'm a terrible correspondent, but I get copies of everything, and it's just um, to to be at the center of a community is such a weird experience for me because mm. that is, I am the guy who you put in a room with a laptop and I solve problems. Mm-hmm. You put some mm-hmm. pizza under the door. Um, I'll, I'll make phone calls. I'll figure out the tech problems. I'll figure out the leadership problems. And then like the Lone Ranger, I am gone. And the idea of sticking around and being part of a community is nothing I ever thought I'd be part of. So but I'm what's the Bible verse that I constantly quote? To I know. Class. I know. The Single Lord dude. setteth the solitary in families. Yes, I know. And see, there and you go again. Of, rubbing, get, the, regardless the of your quirks, regardless of your, uh, <laughs> neuro atypical behavior ah. and and uh, wiring <laughs> uh-huh. somehow <laughs> the lord setteth the solitary in families and that goes out to all of our atheist fans who like listening <laughs> to us talk We're, oh you who know we what love, who we love we love you guys yeah. all of you we have to bring we bible get so bitch many back. letters of we're your hi i'm one of your atheist fans hi <laughs> we need to bring bible bitch back badly oh, at some point at some point absolutely okay. All All right. right. Don't forget our gourmet coffee guideline. If you can afford to buy an espresso-based beverage for yourself, buy one for us. This is not charity. For now, this is our full-time job. (laughs) I I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I'm thinking of applying for work. We're just trying to figure out how to do the insurance thing. Right. Neither one of us has a job with health insurance, and it's the expenses of healthcare just getting out of hand. So. and DGBG Productions is too cheap to buy healthcare for its two employees. 
So, you PG, know. PG Productions is buying health care for its two that's employees. True. That, that's the point. And can barely afford it is yeah. the problem. Yeah. 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 So we're working on it. We're working on it. Please share our show on social media. And if you love this podcast, please get someone else to listen to. And thank you for doing that. Hey, Drift Glass, how are the Internet Kitties doing this week? You know, Blue Gal, the Internet Kitties do wonder why we're not talking more about Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker, who is the best governor in the country. Best governor. You know, I, I, I got to say, I like being able to move back and forth between, you know, a, uh, a co-owner of this company, DGPG Productions, <laughs> and an employee who bitches about the fact that he's not fairly treated by the management <laughs> of this outfit. It, it appeals to my, you know, my, my many faceted personality. Let's put it that way. I always refer to you as the talent in the trailer drift class. Yeah. You know, I'm the administrative person. I have other skills. I have a few. <laughs> well, yes, you do. And that is the episode of DGBG After Dark that you will not hear <laughs> unless you pay the $50 premium every week. <laughs> no, well, no, no, there's no. There's no such thing. There's this. There's no fair remembering stuff. There's science fiction university. And then we might do some other stuff on the side. But that's pretty much and That's, Drift Class makes me a cup of tea after we record every week. I do. Without I do. fail. And then I go back to writing posts. I go back to writing posts that are li- read by literally dozens <laughs> of people, Blue Gal. I love you, Drift Class. I love you too. Bye. Bye. Hey, let's think about living. Think about living. Let's think about loving. Think about loving. Let's think about the hooping and the humping and the bopping and the loving, loving, loving. Let's forget about the wine and the crying and the shooting and the dying and the fellow and the switchblade. Let's think about living. Let's think about life. A professional left podcast is recorded under a Creative Commons license. Copyright 2023 DGBG Productions.